What's good with y'all? Listen, this podcast is sponsored by none other than Niche Clothing. Go to nicheclothing.net. That's www.nicheclothing.net, which is spelled N-I-C-H-E, clothing.net. Put in my specific promo code, HHWL2023, and you can get 10% off of crew neck sweaters, sweatsuits, hoodies, t-shirts. We got all of that. We're going to have y'all right for the spring and the summer. That's www.nicheclothing.net. Promo code is HHWL2023. And remember, no niche is too small if it's yours. Cheer, cheer. Shout out to my Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts listeners, and my YouTube viewership. You heard? Yo, yo, what's up with it? You already know what it is. It's your boy, Philly TF, and you're now tuned in to the happy hour with my guy, Lido. Glasses in the air. Toast to a high power. Cause what you tuning in to right now is Lido's happy hour. Lido's happy hour, this is where it's at. Rolling uncut, we giving real facts. Educating, entertaining all the people. And when it comes to podcasts, it ain't none equal. Giving people knowledge, they can put in action. Holloway authentic, we ain't never capping. Exclusive interviews, cause we ain't never lacking. The other state is talking, and we bout the action. Huh. Glasses in the air. Toast to a higher power. This is Lito's happy hour. Cheer, cheer. Yeah. Welcome to Happy Hour with Lito. I am your host. You know what I'm saying? My special, special guest today. Um, some of y'all may know him from movies like ATL, um, After Hours, Body, or you may even know him from his music. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hip hop artist, actor, spoken word poet, the homie Albert Daniels, a.k.a. I'll be back. What's up, bro? What up, bro? How you feeling today? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I, I truly do appreciate you coming on, you know what I'm saying, my platform. You know what I mean? Um, first and foremost, I always do this, you know what I mean, with all of my guests, man. Um, you know, I'm an advocate for mental health. You know what I'm saying? It's very important to myself. So, um, you know, for everything that everyone's been going through, this pandemic has been very hard for all of us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, how have you been able to maneuver through everything that's been going on? Yeah, I think I have a strong sense of um, truth before the pandemic, you know, that we are existing for a purpose and a reason. And so, you know, whatever gets thrown our way, you know, we're black, you know, put up us, put us against anything and we'll match, you know. And when I say black, I'm not necessarily mean just, you know, African-American or skin color. I'm talking about the unknown, you know, mm -hmm. we're still a, we're still a young species um, retrospect, you know, the, the country is still a young country. So everything that we're going through is going to be, um, is going to have another, have another side. So I was always rooted in the truth that, you know, wherever you go, it's your purpose to be there. Word. That's what's up. And you said you're on the West coast, right? Yeah. So y'all got shut down a few times. Did y'all, is everything pretty much open now on the West coast? Nah, it's not really open like that. I mean, it is. I mean, um, there's a you know, like we the supermarket and stuff. It's not as it's not a ghost town like it was. There was a couple times where it was just it was there was nobody in the streets. It was so quiet. Um, but yeah, nah, you know, it was like when um when there's a shootout in the, in the Bronx, like that, <laughs> like that whole hour after is real quiet. It was like that for months. Word. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. It's just, but now it's um, people are maneuvering, you know, uh, uh, around each other. Um, 
the restaurants are kind of in the parking lots and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I really, you know, my common sense doesn't doesn't apply to this day and age. I feel Word. so. I don't know what to say. You know how, how I gotta how I have to wear a mask at a counter, but twenty feet is a guy with no mask eating and coughing and. It's just it doesn't the logic doesn't make sense. So oh, I don't know what opening up is. I think we gotta just open up our brain to a new a new way. Facts and and the way that you know they're they're trying to have everyone get these this vaccine, but at the same time you still gotta wear a mask. Yeah. I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? The aspect yeah. of that. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to people being done with the mask so much that if you just say. Well, you'll you'll we'll stop wearing masks if you get the vaccine. Then, you know, people gonna have to be tattoo their papers. <laughs> That's know, a paper. fact. I, I got vacked. You know I mean? <laughs> That's a fact. You right. You right about that. <laughs> so you know what I mean. For those who you know don't know you and don't know your story, man, tell us a little bit about where you're from and everything like that. Well, um, I'm from the South Bronx, um, Bronxdale, Bronx, uh, Bruckner, Soundview Projects, uh, Monroe Projects. Um, my family uh, is from, you know, Germany and Panama. Um, Where? And, and Sioux Native American Indian. Um, my mother's side is Puerto Rican and Taino uh, Native. And we, um, you know, we were trapped on an island called you know, the Bronx and um, it's an island to itself. It's not a real island, but Word. it's an island to itself. Um, and um, we, I got to grow up through, through hip hop, you know, like I got to grow up, you know, I was born in 83, so. Me too. Um, so yeah, so I got to watch the early stages of, of park jams and, you know, all of that. Um, seeing African Mabada here and seeing Slick Rick on the corner you know, to at the pizza shop or, you know, I got to live through that actual birth of it all through the 80s. And then um, uh, I found poetry in the sixth grade and I found my mentor who later has become my fa like a father figure to me. Um, who is my father? Um, Abia Doon Oyewole from The Last Poets. He kind of taught me how to do poetry from the sixth grade. And um, just learning how to be a man at a young mm -hmm. age, you know? Um, and so that manhood gave me experience and experience forced me to write. I just kept writing and was able to finish high school pretty early and was using poetry as a tool. I used to live with pun, with big pun when I was um, uh, 14 and 15. Where you lived with him? Yeah, yeah, I lived in, I, I, used, to, I used to live in the attic like throughout 90 most of all of 99 okay. i would say i would say nine end of 98 going into the summer all the way to the summer of 99 then i had to go to school in september so we kind of like lost touch a little not lost touch <laughs> right. i'm just saying like like he's a grown-ass man putting, <laughs> putting out his second album <laughs> right like, what is he doing with a 15 year old <laughs> He was just um um and then no no then he had, then he went to the um he went down south to get his uh mind right and, and get his weight right and I know he was doing shows and stuff with Lyricist Lounge, but that was early on. He when he went down south that last time he, he was really just trying to get focused and um and he came back. Um and I remember being on the phone with him, uh and uh he was like, I was like, yo, when, when you, you know, you back, what's going on? Like, you know, like when we going to do this, when we going to do that, yo. Right. And he was like, um, nah, I got to go. I got to leave again. We're not in the house anymore because we're getting this new house renovated. So we're in the hotel right now. He's like, don't worry. I'll be back. And he goes, wait a minute. That's dope. That's your name from now on. I'll be back. And uh, that was February 6th, and then he died the next day. So, wow, that's I've crazy. I've been, I'll be back for 21 years. Pun, pun gave you that name. That's what's up. Yeah, ever since that day, he, 
I think I can see that. I see the plaque up there. Okay. That's dope, bro. He stays with me. That's dope, man. Word. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh so learning from him, seeing yeah, baby, and kinda um I would say that I would I would I was watching more of the Terror Squad and the Don Cartagena album being being made and being constructed. I wouldn't say that I was there for Yeah Baby. Like I watched him write It's So Hard. I watched him write New York Giants. I watched him write um, It's So Hard. One of my that's like one of my favorite pun joints. Yeah, I remember when he couldn't catch. Well, not couldn't. Cause I don't want him coming after me in my dreams. Word. I I, I remember when he. When he didn't catch the the beginning like that, that that you can catch part, me in the cherry red one, yeah. Yeah, he was having a hard time at at first, and I remember giving him the 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 eight count and was mm -hmm. like, you know, and then because it's off a little bit, yeah. And the thing was, I I remember saying his breath was a, was a second, so I was like, your breath is the, and you're going into it, so that so and uh, I remember him going, oh, that's nice, you know what I mean? And he he wrote it on. He was right sitting right outside his house in on a couch. And he was just sitting on the couch. Uh, he had a couch outside. And that's when he had the Cherry Red 150. But he had just put the egg headlights on it. And it was like he's about to put the couch on the on the truck. And he's like, yo, he, <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm gonna get a minivan, I'm gonna drop the top. This is like this is ninety-eight. He yo, he, his car game was so crazy. Or well, two thousand, really. Yeah. Yeah. I would say ninety-nine because in two thousand he died February. Seventh, so he didn't really live two thousand that much. Yeah, God bless him, man, for sure. Yeah, great man. So, so when you decided to do music, so you were you were really were you like younger than that? You know what I'm saying? When you decided, like, yo, I I, I want to do music, or like, was it before you met Pun? Or no, I think Pun was a was a catalyst for music because he would teach me. I would have to hear him talk to. Prospect and Triple Sates and Cuban Links and I would hear him talk to Remy and uh, I would listen to him and talk to the people uh, giving advice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even when Remy before Remy came around, I remember him talking about her. You know what I mean? Um, like not like like she wasn't around. Like she came around once that time or whatever, and I might have missed her. Mm -hmm. And then I come around and he's like. He's just in conversation, you know? Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. She could do this. She could do that. But we got to make sure it's songs. Mm -hmm. Got to make sure it's records. So he would always push for the idea of being musical. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people got that chance to see him. So um, that musical side of his ambition, uh, that sparked an interest in me, yeah. Word. So what about when it comes to acting? When did you decide, you know what I'm saying, that that was something that you wanted to tap into? We always have that ability. I think um, that was always available when it comes to the spoken word world. Um, uh, rest in peace to my, my homie Mums, who passed away a couple of days ago. Um, mm, rest in peace, man. I'm sorry, bro. Mums was in Oz. Mums was, um, Mums was all over. He did. He did a lot of little short films and a lot of. And he was sitting right next to us during the New Yorkian days, where you know he would read poems and and I was there, man. I was there, 19 years old, you know, um, trying to find myself and trying to find my art. And the poetry world um, allows you to stay connected to your piece and tell a story. And an actor is essentially doing the same, although they are locked into the story so that they make you feel they're living life and you're just viewing it. Word. Um, but it's still a sense of storytelling. Um, so when I was with Mo's Def, I was hanging out with Mo's Def, who was another hybrid of a person, right? Someone that could rap and act. Mm -hmm. When I was with Mo's Def, he would take me everywhere. Him, my, the brother Muhammad, you know, the homie, the homie big move makes space for me. <laughs> Word. Muhammad, they would just they would take me everywhere. So I watched that whole album of um, uh, that whole album he had with uh, sex, sex, drugs, and money, and uh, um, uh, I don't know why the name is escaping me. That most deaf album that he got nominated for a Grammy and for you know that whole year, um, it'll come to me. Yeah, but beautiful man. He he would take me everywhere, man. He would. 
He'd be like, yo, where are you? You know what I mean? Like, he, yo, most love me. You, if we walk into a room right now and most is there, he go, oh, this guy. Like, he just, he <laughs> just he, I was just a little brother to him, man. He just took me everywhere. And, you know, puns, puns gone. And I guess a lot of people might have felt that they didn't want to let Albie go down yeah. that thing. You know what I mean? So, right. You know, five years late, four years, no, three years, three years late, I'm hanging out with most deaf everywhere. And that's when I met um, <clears throat> Kanye and stuff. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. that, uh, Most Def was doing a GMC commercial, a, a car, a truck commercial. And um, Chris Robinson, who did all the big puns videos, um, he did all the big puns videos. Um, he did off the books. He did puns first video. And um, he did uh, puns last video, which was It's So Hard, mm-hmm. um, 100%. So... He walks in because it was a it was a stage room that they were doing the commercial. I think he was doing a commercial down the block or or, or, or in the in the same building, and <clears throat> I don't know what compelled me to say this, man. It was just the craziest thing in the world. I was like, Chris, I was just so happy to see him because I remember I used to just be a PA and just work on the on the music video set, and get everybody soda and stuff like that. Right. So he uh, he was. I said, Chris, I'm gonna make you rich one day, and he said, Okay. Sure. (laughs) And I didn't know why he was there in New York. He was there just to audition for the character Brooklyn. And he didn't find anybody. And here he's about to go back to LA, um, back to Atlanta. Uh, The the movie was called Jelly Beans at the time. And he he goes, um, I invited him to my deaf poetry. So I didn't really have anybody like that. My family didn't really come out to see my shows. So I would invite the people that, you know, um, you know what I mean, that I met along the way. And right. So my plus one was Chris, and Chris sh- stood there and watched me do poetry, uh, a, a poem called Super Negro, uh, at Deaf Poetry, and I had a big punch shirt on, and, and he just said, man, you'd be perfect for this movie, but I need you to audition. And so I didn't have enough money, so I, I did poems on a train uh, for a couple days. Um, Grinding. And grinding, and New York paid for that flight. And Aunt Marshall too. Aunt Marshall gave me the difference. Aunt Marshall from the Lyricist Lounge, um, and uh, and I jumped on the plane, and um, you know uh, the casting director didn't have the same size as me, but I was I'm fermented in you know what I'm in. So he was she was like her name is Kim Harding, and she was like, hey, I don't have the same size that you have, but do you know any poetry? I was like, yeah, I think I know a poem. <laughs> I, said, right. I, I, said, I said, I think I might have a poem. And so then, boom, I, I spit a poem and the rest is history. Word. You, um, are you real close with, um, with Fat Joe? I want to be. You know what I mean? I mean, I think I will be. I think there's a part in, our, in my legacy that we're going to reconnect one day. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Um, I love that dude. You know what I mean? I love Joe. I think I think um I think he doesn't get the the props that he deserves. That's a fact. Um I think he I, there's a lot of props that, you know, he would have he his five sixty leathers were like essentially the first leathers. I mean, Woo Wear had their thing. Um but Fat Joe five sixty was like that was a real thing in the Bronx and it, it clothed a lot of, you know, the, the the style, the nostalgia is what Avrex took off of us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they took all that. And so I feel like, you know, Fat Joe, from clothes to graffiti. How yeah, many that's rappers, a fact. He was a dope. I, yeah. Yo, I used to go, we used to, we used to go before, before like, before Pum blew up, you used to just see crack everywhere. It was just crack, TS with the bomb. It used to be like, it's just like I used to, I used to. It, he's a he's a he's a pioneer in many different forms of of the culture, you know. Facts. Even with even with his his DJ, you know, Khaled is his DJ. I'm sorry, I know Khaled's his little brother that's grown into, a, but yo, that was not his DJ. But I remember Khaled, man. Khaled has his own hustle and his own mm-hmm. crime. But I, I remember Khaled being at the Triz video. Okay, but your man can't do it like that. Mm-hmm. Can't work them in. Khaled was there. 
Pun was alive. Khaled was there. Then people see Khaled later, but you know, to for Joe to have the enough fortitude to see a personality as a DJ and allow that personality to be out, off away from the booth and give. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Khaled has a DJ personality that that is away from. He's a DJ away from the booth, right? DJing conversations, and I don't think that even the goat DJs have that part. You know what I mean? Um, in retrospect, to you know, fun or party or so. Fat Joe being a platform for someone to be that. And then give them the validity, like nobody's gonna mess with you, right? Because it's me. Like if you listen to um, how Pun and Joe protected J Lo in that first record, like you know, even in their lyrics, I was there when Pun wrote that. Mm. You know, I watched Pun go, Jenny, do you know you like in this? He got cheddar. I'm twice as rich. Teach you like I was there. I was. Yeah. I I put the tape in the in the radio so that he could write to it. Word. Yeah, you know I mean, and so, but that when you hear them rap, they both go, nobody's gonna mess with you, Jenny. Yeah. And that's all somebody ever needs to yeah. be their free self, you know. And so Joe provided that for a lot of MCs, a lot of producers. Not like he's a goon going to protect you, but just the fact that my everything that I did in my life. Joe went. Joe did that, so hopefully you would have to go through that, you know. And that's Word. real. That's real, man. Joe. Yeah, it is. That's it. Is real. Yeah. And he's right. funny. And his storytelling and his oh, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious, bro. <laughs> yo, I can't deal with crack. I can't, man. I want. I want. I want. I want to be. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows how much. I felt like I wanted to be like the Kanye of the Terror Squad. Like I wanted to come mm. back and help with production on a on a stadium music level. And I think Dre is doing that mm-hmm. perfectly fine. But before Dre and Joe really started connecting like that, I was like, man, I wish he could just hear me. But I think to some extent, you know, the problems that happened with um, after, I got caught up in that somehow. Mm. When the truth is, um, Pun just loved me. There's no reason or rhyme or reason to why he loved me. There's no, you know, and nobody really understood it because there was it was nothing but gangsters and killers around. There was nothing but gangsters and killers around, and um, and uh, here's this 15 year old, you know, at the Carbons or at Sue's Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> Word. And you know what's crazy, man? It ain't too late, man. You know what I'm saying? I think Joe's no, a different yeah. person now. Yeah, and I and, and we don't have no beef. Yeah. He he my cousin Mad Mark. My cousin Mad Mark. Uh uh, I'm sorry, I gotta my cousin oh, you go Mad to you. Mark. My cousin Mad Mark is uh was was his was his one of his greatest friends. Um and uh he was a DITC member, you know, and so like um it was all connected. We all connected, you know. And I just don't ever think that Joe looked at me like the talent you got. Go, he. I think he looked at me like go grind and do your thing, baby. Like you know, I, I love you. I got you. If you ever like nine one one to me, you know. Um, but he never saw my talent and how it could help him. You know what I mean? Word. But I. But but he doesn't even know that I I I helped on the graduation album. Mm, we're gonna talk about know. that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't know the other intricate parts of me because we're so BX that we're not like, yo, so I did this, and he's not gonna go, Oh, you did that? Let me capitalize. That's not how our relationship is. Yeah. So he'll never, he'll never, he'll never see me like, oh, LB, you know that beat? Like he never, I, I didn't get I haven't gotten that time for him with him. And I want to, I want that time with Joe, not for fame. Yeah. Just for just for hip hop purposes. I want him to go, yo, my little, my little man kept going. There, mm-hmm. there, nothing stopped him. He didn't use drugs or alcohol. He takes care of his daughter. He, he's not, um, he's not. It's he's thirty eight, but he doesn't look crazy. He doesn't, yeah. you know. Um, and so I want, I want him to be. I want to make him proud, just like I wanted to make Pump proud, you know, and Mark proud, and um, and Big L, you know, those those men were just. I just watched them, just looked at them, and just 
was a fly on the wall. Mm. You know, I was just really a fly on the wall and I was able to absorb it. And they gave me so much spark of, of, and freedom because since I'm a part of that cloth, you can never mimic me. Facts. Yeah. Word. That's, that's crazy. You was around all of that, seeing a bunch of things just come to fruition and it's crazy. So let's, let's go back to, let's go back to ATL for a second. So how was it, um, you know, being, you know, that being your first movie, um, you know what I mean? Like how, how was the experience of working on that with, you know, T.I., Lauren, and so many other, you know, stars, Monica? Um, it was 2005 and I just, I was on fire with poetry. So it wasn't difficult because I was excited. Every time the the director yells action, it's a time for me to perform. And you think about it, like a poet only really gets a, unless he features, you know, he gets three poems or four poems and sells his books or something. He only gets three minutes on stage per week. Mm-hmm. Unless you go into the other poetry spots. And so now you telling me I get to perform this whole day? Oh, and I get to do it again? <laughs> I think a lot of poets, a lot of poets that that are out there could be exceptional actors. There's a lot of exceptional um, acting in the battle rap world, in the poetry world. I think if you if someone gave them a little bit of the tools, man, we'd have some different movies out there. So um, I was on there just to absorb. And I thought it was going to be like bout it, bout it, too. I didn't even think it was going to be as big as it was. Cause I just heard Southern rapper as the lead, so mm-hmm. it was it was only me, him, and Lauren that were casted. So we hung out all the time. It was just me, him, Lauren, and Zipporah, uh, Lauren's best friend, and and Falant Johnson, who, rest in peace. Um, and he, um, it was good. You know, he we was hanging out with the King during the King King days. Yeah, it was amazing. You know. Um, I really love that guy for what he was for what he stood for. I always felt like Ti is misunderstood. Yeah, me too, man. I, I mess with Ti, and I'm in I'm in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? Love Ti up here. People love Tip. And when I say misunderstood, I also mean like he has a teacher. He has a teacher's vibe to him mm-hmm. in a youthful kind of uh, appearance. Yeah, you know. Some people look like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Some people look like a scholar. And T.I. probably ain't going to reach that till he like 80, where he's like, oh, that's the old man T.I. You got to listen to him. But he's so youthful that I feel like, I feel like, you know, when he does impart wisdom, people just want to be cool with him and they don't want to, you know. Yeah. You know, all the people that learn from him actually grow, you know. Um, but he's, a, he's definitely a teacher. He's definitely a... Uh, a facilitator of information. Word. And I feel like when you meet people like that and they give you jewels, I feel like you don't never want to let them down. You feel me? Like, it's almost like, you know, a motivational speaker that's able to tell you something and you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta apply this. Cause if I don't and he find out, mm. I don't want to see that look on your face. Yeah, or, or 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 the 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 infinite being that's beyond the moon, you know, put him in your path so that you can um, appreciate learning. Um, I remember driving down seventy five, and he had a he, we was in a spider. He was a spider or one of those Porsches, the one with the button. Mm-hmm. And um, we doing like a hundred and forty miles an hour. Zoom. 140. I remember looking over and seeing 140. <laughs> and, and I remember going, I remember wanting to say to him, you know, planes take off at 177. <laughs> I wanted to say, I was like, yo, we're 30, yo, bro, we're 33 away from, from 177, bro. Right? So we drive and I remember I have no seatbelt on. Oh man. And I remember I remember seeing a cop. So you 75, you could kind of see what's happening. And it joint and I'm like, he's not gonna stop. Well, <laughs> Howard. 
So he's going, he, I'm about to grab the seatbelt because the cop, not because of the speed, well, right? Because of the speed, too. But like, and he goes, no, 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 don't do that. That's going to make him stop. You know what I mean? Because you showing that you, your, your reach or whatever is just too much. We're doing one, we're doing 140. <laughs> so he goes, they know it's me. <laughs> Never in the history of ever done. So he drove past the cops at 140. Shoom. And he told me, he's like, they know it's me. So then he so then he um he goes, You should have seen me before I had kids. I was crazy out here, right? <laughs> goes into this is this is honest to God, the honest truth. Like, um, he goes in and Manny Fresh is already there, cooking up the beat. And he there 15 minutes. Before he does that hook, that hook comes out in 15 minutes. I want my beat. The hell up. Yeah. The hell up. Um, That's my joint. Then he stood there for another 45, maybe, playing with the verse, and he was writing it in his head. And um, and then you see what you can see the conversation that we had before that. He goes, um, "Police trying to pursue is just nothing but gas getting." Guess I'm addicted mm-hmm. to fast living. Think I'm bad now. Should've seen before I had children. Yeah. So I learned that your experience in that day is for you to regurgitate it out into the world. And however it comes out, you know, it comes out. But your day is probably the most powerful thing you could tell someone. Word. So w- were there ever talks of, of y'all doing a part two of ATL? Yeah, we, we, did, we, did, we did some things. Mm. Yeah, we did some dope things with part two. Was Chris supposed to? He was supposed to direct it as well. Again, he did. Yeah, we're we're all we're all there. So y'all still in talks? Then is that what it is? Or no, we done things actually. There's there's things that we've done. Oh, word. Okay, just haven't released yet. Correct. Yeah, gotcha. So, um, how was your experience on uh, Deaf Poetry? That was weird because I could have auditioned. Mm-hmm. I could I could have auditioned. I, I was I was a New Yorkian champion. I was um I was killing it. And I think Stan Lathan would have saw my audition tape and and messed with it. Um but knowing most knowing Dante or Yassine, um and knowing him, he's like, nah, you got you. <laughs> Nah, it's all right. You're okay. I got you. So I'm like, nah, dude. Yo, don't do that. So, two weeks of it's two weeks of death poetry. Two po- two shows a day. Right. So, excluding the weekend. So you got like what's that? Eight, sixteen. That's about like you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you got that's a lot of poets. Yeah. And two shows. So three shows go by. It's the middle of first week, and I'm like, yo. And he's like, yo, come tomorrow morning, go to go to rehearsal at the supper club and tell Stan Lathan that I told you you're going to be on tonight's show. And I go, I know inside of me, I go, he directed B Street and you want me to go to this dude and tell him that? Like, I can <laughs> already, I already saw, because you got a director who directed things like, they're going to identify with something that they study, and um, I could know off bat that Stan Lathan was not into the the hopes and dreams of a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's not where he's at with it. So I go there <laughs> anyway, and I say, "Hey, Mr. Lathan, um, uh, Mo said uh, that he wanted me to uh, read poetry tonight, and um, and then he goes, what? No, the, the show's been booked up for years. He, he, I hate when he does that, and he turned around. And he looked, at me. <laughs> Yo, my heart stopped, bro. It's like my my idol, like a director. I'm a director. I love directing. It's like the only the only Bronx movie we had. You know, B Street was humongous, and then here here he is turning me down. So it hurt. And I walked out the door, and I and I ran right into Dante, and I was like, Yo, he said no. <laughs> He's like, Jay. he's like, yo, just come with me tonight. So I went to the show that night. A lot of times you'll see me in the crowd. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you if you look into Death Poetry, you'll see me. But I go there and he goes, um, he's like, yo, 
he's like, I want him to be on the show tonight. And meanwhile, it's yo, the show ended. It's just six people there. It's me, Muhammad, Mose, Stanley, and his assistant. But then there's uh, Russell Simmons, Danny Simmons, Patrick Ewing. Okay. And Felicia Rashad. So there's nine people there. And Felicia Rashad's there, and it's like I'm looking at the whole scenery, and Dante and and Stan is arguing over putting me on stage tomorrow, mm-hmm. and, and like I can't breathe. I <laughs> right, I can't breathe. It's like I don't even know what to say. So I just stood there, and then Stan goes, "All right, spit something," and then I did it. I just boom, and I gave Claire Huxtable all the love in my performance, you know, but like, it wasn't even about a girl. It was about, it was about slavery almost. It was, it was, go- it went, this is what you're in. When you ask what you're in, when I told you what we drank because they force fed us our own people's fluid. And don't just get salty about that. It just goes down from here. This is what, <laughs> and like, that's why I, I just went in. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go, um, yeah. He said, he said, go, and you said, yeah. And so that got me to do a poem the next day, and then I, and then I did two poems, and I rocked the crowd. Uh, Sonia Sanchez had went out before me, and then I, I did a poem called Super Negro, and then I did I did the urine poem, and then the crowd erupted. They just showed me so much love, and then from then on, no, right there, Chris Robinson was at that show, and he said, "Come down to ATL." Went down to ATL, and it was, I was doing the poetry on ATL that that same year. So, Death Poetry was February. We shot it, and then summer of two thousand five, I was doing ATL. So that was a pretty cool year for me, two thousand five. Word. So you said you said that y'all have done some things. You know, what I'm saying as far as a part two, you think y'all gonna have to go and re re? Is it has it been a while? What's the question? Like, you know, because for ATL too. So you said that y'all have done some things. Y'all have shot yeah, some things or whatnot that have yeah, not yeah. came out. So yeah, yeah. like, was that recent or has it, was it been a, a while ago? No, nah, it's, 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 a, it's been in production for about, about three years now. Three. Okay. Gotcha. Word. Well, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that comes out, man. You know what I'm saying? Eventually for sure. I know you can't really say, you know, say, say much. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm I'm happy. You yeah, know? it makes me it makes me generally happy. I know people people go yeah. Don't talk to Al B about ATL. He hates that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. When when fans when friends when there's a difference between fan and friends. Yeah. You know? Um, and you're a fan of the movie. I'm a fan of many movies. Word. But if I'm if I'm Denzel's man, no. If I'm Omar Epps's man, I'm not gonna be talking to him about Juice. When I know, this right. is just me. I don't know if your fans know, but I know that Omar Epps can rap. Word. Like in real life. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, can, I know. Yeah, you bump into him and you try to battle him if you want to. But Omar <laughs> Epps is nasty. Like he sound like a, a like an AZ. Word. So it's like, you know that about him. Mm-hmm. Why would you then, you know, introduce him as the guy from Juice? To like Word. friends or stuff like that, so I don't like that shit. Yeah, but but um, when I see people generally happy about the film, I worked hard on that film, man. Man, that shit was hard as shit. It's hot out there, mm-hmm. you know. I miss my mom. I didn't know where I was. I was I was I was that was a journey for me that got captured, you know. Um, I added so much to the cast members, you know. I I gave them so much energy and creativity and lines in that film did wasn't even created it was me that in my brain that helped it and word so i feel attached to it like it's my baby too so i, I i'm happy that people are excited about it yeah i mean one of the i haven't seen atl in probably a while but one of my i always remember remember your line you know what i'm saying when they were talking about you being a poet and stuff like that and you was like you always son i'm not your i'm not your child <laughs> you said i call you son because you sound like one <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, all right, let's get into the realness. Let's get into the music. All right. So now, do you have your own label? Like your own label? You you like Just B, right? Just B is my company. That's okay. a company that that's a multimedia company that my daughter will own one day. You know that 
you know, it started in 2009. You could just kind of, you can do whatever you want under it. It's a multimedia company. So you can, you could do acting, you could do poetry, you could do commercials, you could do, you could be a creative under there. Um, my label is similar in that it's called 808 Vinyl. And um, they, we just like, we just, we don't even want to sign artists. We want to sign like um, moments. So Art. like, you know, you can, you can give me a batch and I could put it out. Like if I, if I really like the batch of music, you put, as far as music, songs, like producers, I'll put out a batch of uh, beats on our site and I, I'll connect it to all the director friends I have so that they could pull it for their movies. Mm. So it's all about, our label is more like a pool more than it is a, a, a yeah, you know, if you wrote something right now and I was like, yo, this joint's dope and I spit something on there and we got a song, it stays there in the folder until you hit TuneCore and, ha and, and you're on all platforms or whatever. Word. But with this, while it's, while it's, you know, the record is, it, it's being, it's uh, like we, uh, we'll put a short moment on it. We'll put, make it like 30 seconds, the record. And then we'll find the best 30 seconds. And then somebody, and then we'll put it into a folder that's attached to a mood. So when you go into the late, to, to the website, you say, oh, this is a love song, or this is a club scene, or this is a, and then I have my directors go in to the folders and just be able to pick out what's not, hasn't been sold yet. And so that's the movie, dope. yeah, the movie will take your song way beyond High 97 would. Facts. That's yeah. dope. That's an avenue for artists that is not really being tapped into right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of actors, there's a lot of shows, there's a lot of cartoons. There's a lot of cartoons everywhere. Music translates everywhere. So I'm I'm right now, I gotta go to the supermarket. I gotta go do some stuff with my daughter. It's her birthday weekend. So she's it's her, she is the, the queen of the house right Word. now. Um but I gotta score this Nigerian cartoon um sometime this weekend. And uh they don't care, but I don't know lick of I don't know lick of Nigerian. Like I don't know any of that. I'm sure that my ancestors are from there, right? Um, but I don't, I don't, because when I hear the music, it sounds like Latin vibes too, and it's like, oh, you can see where they took the drum from, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but they 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 taking my sauce in a right. cartoon, you know. It's like, man, you know, there's money out there. There's there's different ways, so. What about that kid in the X that just knows me, mm -hmm. but he's good. He just knows me. He doesn't, he, I don't have to sign him or anything. He just knows me. It's like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to use that beat for that scene. You that's, know? Yeah. That, that's what's up. So real quick, talk a little bit about your, you know, your Kanye West experience with graduation. Um, I met Ye during when he first made two words. And he, he took Mos Def's verse from another thing and put it on two words because he wanted Mos Def to be on it. So even though they were cool, he still did that. So when he pulled up, he I was there with Mos on the Brown Sugar video shoot. And Charmonopoly was there. And then Mos was just loving it. Mos was like, this kid, I love this guy. <laughs> so I was just talking to Ye. And he was so focused. And I said, yo, yeah, I'm going to be the greatest ever. He said, I believe you. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, anything you need, man, I would love to. I was really into church at the time. You know, Pug died. I was really, I was a devout Christian at that time, like 2001, 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. And um, so during the end of 2002 is probably when he's making this Brown Sugar video shoot. And I'm like, yo, um, I want to help. How can I help? You know? So I was, so they wound up doing the two words and Cootie and Chike um, directed the two words video. They directed um, Through the Wire. Mm. And Cootie and Chike was directing two words and it was Cootie's birthday. And so Cootie invited me to work on the video as a production assistant. So I ran around. And nobody knew it was Cootie's birthday. So I was asking everybody to give me money so I could go to Costco and get a cake. And I got a cake for Cootie. 
it said, it said two words, happy birthday. And, uh, and then Kanye left and I didn't get to see him until uh, late registration. And that's when I was doing ATL and uh, we got to bump into each other. And, and then when he's making a graduation album, uh, and then he gave me an early copy of late registration. Nobody had it for like a month. I was listening to late registration. It was so dope. And, um, and then uh, graduation came. Cootie brought me to the studio and was like, oh, what's up, what's up? So we should just started building. And I was listening for a while. For like a couple of days, I was there just wasn't doing anything. Then he asked me to go on the um, um, Kanye got stacks. Y'all already know that Gucci this, Vinny that. Just got a model chick. Mm -hmm. And that's me. I go, is that Jesus? Um, with with <laughs> me and Jackie Long, we in the booth. I had brought Jackie Long over to the record plant. And I was just absorbing. Then I was like, yeah, can I play your record? And he was like, He's like, he's such an album mode, you know? And it was the end of the day. And I played him uh, a song called Lullaby, which later turns into Goodnight. And it's, it has most Def, and most Def's like, I don't want to say goodbye to you. And I constructed the whole thing, and I played the keys. Right? And, he, and with my man Jason Miller. And um, he, um, he loved it. He's like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, because you're such a creative, man. Like, Yeah, but then he said that. He's like, I don't want to take, I don't want to steal your shine. Like, I don't want, I'm, a, I'm such a big artist right now. You're going to lose it. And if you come out and don't have anything to back it up, you're done. You're just going to be that one hit kid with the yay song. Mm -hmm. Yo, he was really animate about me not doing that. And that's, that's a, it's a fact. You know what I mean? Because you can see the, you can see the, you know, you see how it worked out for those people that had that. So, um, yeah, I worked, I, I let it rock on his album. Then he called me and asked me to work on concepts for other records on that album, which I, I kind of keep quiet. Right. But he, um, everything was great. And he had a fiance. Everything was great. We won. We won the battle between um, fifty. <laughs> I think that. I think that was a. I think that was a hard time. The whole Jay Z, Jay Brown, the whole Big mm -hmm. Brother, the whole Jay Z coming. I think that was a big time. And then I think J Def Jam didn't believe he was gonna do a million in a week, so they only shipped out like nine hundred albums, mm. nine hundred nine thousand albums. And like they didn't believe, and I remember him screaming. So, yo, when you watch that 106 in Park performance, and you see that he has no voice, that's not because he was performing over and over and over again. Mm. He was yelling like, "What you? What do you mean you didn't? I did all this promotion. We're on, one, mm -hmm. we're on every cover. Like, and you didn't, you didn't allocate over a million copies." So he wound up nine hundred and ninety something. Yeah, he still he still beat fifth. Yeah, for sure. He still beat fifth, but he wanted that M for the week. Word. Last so question, bro. I know you got to go and everything. So I, did, I, did I give a graduation? Did I give a graduation tip or like is there anything? I, I yeah, that was my graduation experience, and everything was fine. And then his mom passed. Yeah, and that and that was God that was bless. Turning, that was a turning point. Yeah. God bless Darla, man. She was so awesome. Get for sure. I know you gotta go, man. Um, one last question for you. You know what I'm saying? And you can kind of like attack this however you want to. Um, you've done mixtapes. You've done um the album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is dope, by the way. Thank 2015, you, you released that, right? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Um, and. Now the notebook, which is a one track album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How did you come up with the concept of doing that? Yeah. I don't think nobody has anyone done that. I don't think I, nobody's I done think, that. I think in ways they've done it, but they, they have it really like capitalized on the Christopher Columbusness of it. Like word. Um, so you got the floor, bro. You can go into that and then anything that you got promoting, you know what I'm saying? That you want to promote that you got coming up, coming out. Let everybody know. Yeah. Um, the album is so dope. Um, and uh, 
I love I love that project. I, I was working at Beats by Dre during the time um, as a creative director, so I was able to do some things that was also able to inspire Beats by Dre. And so, like that was dope. Um, from the Mannequin Challenge, you know, the song Straight that I did, you can hear it where I'm like, "Don't let me hit you with the mannequin," and then I just had took the dragon because the dragon has 30 frames. Mm-hmm. It's super slow mo. And then I had my crew run back and forth. So when you ran in the slow-mo, everyone is really frozen. And so um, I was doing a man, I, had, I started that mannequin challenge. I brought it to the, to the company and like uh, a lot of things I was able to do with that project that made me, I was in a, I was in a great space. Um, uh, the notebook is just things over the years that, that, that crept in the notebook um, and that, um, and I wanted to, it to read like a notebook. So there's mm-hmm. no, there's no stopping, you know, unless you had the five star first gear that had the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the folders in between a notebook keeps going. Right. So it shouldn't stop. Um, the one track album is the going to be the thing that I do from now on. Um, if you like a record of mine, you know, call it the, where the minute starts, that's what you could call it. Mm. You call that? Oh, I love seventeen seventeen. You hear me? Word. Uh, I think we. Um, it's time to shake up the walls and how we do things because ain't nobody ain't nobody give us anything for us to say that we have to comply to the rules and regulations of how this thing called art is. So, one track albums is what you're gonna get from me from now on. I got a. I got a. I got. I got a record. Now called Chocolata that I put out. Um, uh, it's attached to this mixtape called You Will Say My Name. Uh, and that's coming out in a couple weeks. It's, it's I can't wait. You should let yeah. me know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that mixtape is like a, a grown man finding himself again. Because when you have a baby, you, you turn into a child almost. You know, you're learning things new. You're figuring things out. And so when your child becomes eight, nine, ten, they have a consciousness where they're looking out for themselves, and all you have to do is guide. At that point, this this man that I am now is just a beast of a different dude. Where I don't feel the fear anymore of you know not protecting an egg. You know that egg is hatched, so I feel great. So the next album, you will say my name. The mixtape is you will say my name. The next album is called the next album. And that's that's <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be in the summer, and that's just Latin anthems, and mm. um, you know, I got a I got a pun verse that no one has. It's not a pun verse. It's a it's a hopefully if I could if I can get it out of the thing. It's a um, he left a, a rap on my voicemail. I got um, an old voicemail that I have. I got um, I got a lot of stuff on the next album that will catapult me into really looking at me differently as a, as an MC, as a, as, as a, as a person in this culture, the mixtape is going to attract everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. But this, this, the next album is something that you could put as a piece. It's, it's my, it was written. Word. I can't wait, man. You know, you I'm a support. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. I appreciate For sure. it. Yeah, Did you like the know. notebook? Did you hear it? I haven't heard all of it yet. Adjay is hard too. It's, it's hard. It, on there. it came on hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a fact. Yeah. AOR wrote, uh, wrote for so many niggas, my nigga. Check how it go. The banks say I'll be back when I come and go. I remember when my sneakers was leaning, the laces cracked the foe. Now on this mic shit though, the concrete has to glow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be. Oh man, I can't wait for y'all. Yeah, the notebook is just that. It's just ah, ah, ah. You know, I might have mad notebooks that I throw out there as a poet. I could do that. Um, you know, um, actually on Rain Nine Ten from Smack um, era, he did. He produced a lot of that. Justin Rain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then my partner Justin Rains produced. The majority of the other records, um, we got a kid um, on there called um, uh, New Jersey Fats. We got, um, I got Kid Kid on that record. I got Kid okay. Kid from, from New Orleans. Yeah. 
which that that record's kind of hard. Um, yeah, Black Thought was supposed to get on this one, and I've been working with him a lot. It's just that he's super busy. He's in a play right now with John Leguizamo, and it's kicking his ass. You know, <laughs> he really, yo, he's really good, man. He's one of the greatest. They like. He's an alien, yo. Yes. Y'all don't even know. Black Thought know is... Where... I could yeah, imagine just having a converse, conversation with him. Just gee, another I flew, level. I flew, yo, gee. I flew to Puerto Rico with him. Like, he'll call me and be like, yo, you could, you, you could get on this stage or like to do his ad-libs, you know? And he knows how much I love it and, and how much I care about it. So... I'll 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 have practices. You know, I hope somebody that's watching this, um, a young MC, uh, understand this. I had I have done movies. I got publishing. I got some bread here and there. I've done commercials, and I still booked. Uh, open room. With just myself, so I could practice Black Thoughts ad libs, for just in case if he asked me. Mm. So every album, every stream of thought he puts out, I will go listen to it and then vibe to it that week. And then that weekend, I'll go and practice the ad libs. He, I, I didn't get no call for streams of thought too, but I know them. Mm -hmm. Just in case, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Hey, and I guess that's what he respects out of me. I mean, he sends me records that no, you won't hear till twenty twenty two. I got records in here that, my God, you'd be like, what the? <laughs> Why don't you just drop this today? We all need this today. <laughs> he's like, Yo, he's so good. He's a monk. He's a word. His play, like his, he has plays. Like I was in his play called Black No More. Mm. And, um, I, I play a, a character called Agamemnon Beard, and and Agamem it's a play where uh, a doctor invents a machine that could turn black people white, and this this man who's having an identity crisis with the black woman decides to take on that, and um, and he changes from black to white, not to realize that some white people don't like other white people, and um, mm. and the family that he uh, inherits eventually forces him to become a Klansman. <laughs> and so he becomes chief of the Klansmen in Atlanta when he was just black, like a month ago. Mm, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then I'm and I'm in Harlem like, we of African origin are the color of carbon, people who've been involved in words of Charles Darwin. I'm the brother in charge, living above the margin, trying to feed the starving. Like, it's just like mm. the zeitgeist. It's like, it, it was just, it's just too much. Like, he's too good. There's mm. no, and when I say, when I go, when I talk about special, I think I'm talking about, you have to be able to have a moment where people could say, I can't do what you can do. Like, it doesn't matter if LeBron James wins four rings, bro. That stadium's going to be packed wherever he is. Facts. Because you can't do that. So you're going to buy a ticket to watch it. Mm-hmm. Black Thought is that person. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, bro. I His music alone and just lyrical ability. Another level. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I be having, I be having, like, if you're in my house, I'll play some shit. Mm. Yeah, we be having like church. I'm gonna have to hit you when I'm in, on the west. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'll, I'll play some shit. Like I let, I would like, just let strangers and shit like that. But I let, like, you know, I'll be like, yo, let's, like, I'll play a, I'll play a couple of lines that people be like, oh my god, we'll have church because he says lines that are like can help you if you say. <laughs> Yo, if you knew every Black Thought lyric, you wouldn't have an insecurity. Mm. That's, That's real. Deep. That's because deep. He, he says it in such a vibrato that helps you. If you just knew it, it helps you, yo. It does. I'm serious. Like, his 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 stuff is not... That's different, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. 
great, great, great dude. And and then you know, and then just like super youthful too. He's he's a lot more youthful than you think he is. Like with fashion, with stuff, he knows what's going on. Like he's still got his ear to the, you know. Even though he, I don't know how he does it actually. Word. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, man. I appreciate you, bro. You don't even know. Yeah, you know I mean, I appreciate you. You know, coming on the platform for me. Um, we had a great conversation. Yep. Got you know I'm saying. Back, gotta get back to being a dad. <laughs> but uh, albums coming out, movies coming out, cartoons are coming out. Um, shout out to Jackie Long. We have this thing called Actor Gang. Um, uh, Word. I'm gonna get Jackie on here too, man. Uh, I reached out to him. I don't know if he got an email address on there. Um, okay. But yeah, I reached out yeah. to him. He right now he doing the games people play. So okay. He's in the middle of, of shooting season two. So when he's done with that, he'll be more receptive mm-hmm. to interviews and stuff like that. I, I you know, I let him know I was on your show before. Word. But yeah, nah, we got a we got a company called Actor Gang and uh and uh JL, JLHP. Um uh and uh we we you know we we're coming by storm. We like those hybrid people, those people that could do more than one thing. Um, because those people are, te- they tend to be students because, you know, when people go, yo, you're a master of none though. And that's okay. I understand when people say that mm-hmm. some of those people that are masters, they don't know how to listen. That's a fact. So when you, when you have somebody who's a hybrid, they usually come to terms with absorb, absorbing information. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why they are able to. You know, but you put you put a lot of us people in the right position, and we'll be able to mail it. So, 808 Vinyl uh, is the label um, that's gonna come out on Amazon Music exclusively, just Amazon Music. It's not gonna be on all platforms. Um, but 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 you co- come to our site, and you hear the same music. But um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, look out for Katie Paris, my daughter. She's also a beast. Okay. That's what's up. Any way that now, how can people contact you if they want to send you know music your way or like you know what I'm saying? Are you doing features right now? Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing features for very little, for very little. I want to um, for very little throughout this time. Um, it's not about the money with my features right now. Um, it might be one day again, but right now, um, I'm doing so much that if I hear something. I'll I'll do it for the like the the two hour the two hours that it takes me to do it, I'll charge the two hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not I'm not gonna charge people for the feature. I won't do a video right. for for like, you know, but for for just knocking a, a record out, I'm willing to, you know, the two hours a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. Two hundred dollars. Just oh just to the summer because I just wanna spaz. I'm just, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's not about, it's just about the recording the engineer. I want to fill my plate. I want to knock everything down. I want to, I want to get to a, a space where the momentum, you know, for being on eight Facebook rap, uh, freestyles or, or features or whatever you could call it, the, that momentum, that seventh one is going to be crazy. That yeah. eighth one is going to be, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's why I'm going with it right now. So if anybody has nothing to do with money, it's it's really just paying my engineer. Mm-hmm. Where and how can they contact you? Is that on IG or? Yeah, um, I'll be black. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I, I, IG. Yeah, DM me, DM me, and just and be able and be ready to have the beat and the concept, and so I could just fit right in, and I'll just knock it out. Where you know we do cash app. Two hundred dollars, and I'll just knock it out, and that way I could just get my engineer money, get him, you know, stay focused, you mm-hmm. know, on on um because you got you got to prepare for yo Al B, you got this verse, like can you do this? Like you got to prepare for that, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm back in that mode. We we're off of the winter, January February shit, mm-hmm. and we're off of it, and we're we're ready for the spring, and I'm just I'm springing forward. That's what I do, man, and nothing else for me to say without question. Listen, y'all, Albert Daniels, a.k.a. I'll be, I'll be back. Y'all already know he coming with that new everything this 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 year, period. You know what I mean? Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. This happy hour with Lito, and we out. Lito.
I go for the money, you go for the hype. Boy, I get respect, now you get his likes. Cloud chasing niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Cloud chasing ass niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life. Niggas making up lies, trying to be exciting. Man, I'm sorry, we do not believe that shit you write. Update the real know me. Little nigga to your big homie, I'm big homie. I go for the money, you go for the hype. Boy, I get respect, now you get his life. Cloud chasing niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Cloud chasing ass niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life. Rappers posted fake shit, man, that's where you find them Gotta be a bold nigga, they wear fake diamonds Little buddy, do you know that shit's embarrassing? That rollie ticking like a bomb, we thought you was a terrorist Posing ass rappers, really in the way Take a look at me, I'll show you how to get the cake Fuck the fake jewels, you need to get some real estate But anything we're real in it, these fake niggas just can't relate I go for the money, you go for the hype Respect, now you get his life. Cloud chasing niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Boy, I'm outside, dummy, this is real life. Cloud chasing ass niggas never get it right. Fuck the internet, I'm somebody in real life.